Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Rob Teague, Manager, CMMC Services. Joining me as usual is our CISO and CMMC guru, Dr. Thomas Graham. And we're going to take a few minutes and talk about logging capabilities, kind of why it's important, why they need to focus on it, and how you can leverage expert RPOs and C3PAOs to assist you in, in coordinating a lot of that stuff. So the logging is very vital to NIST 800-171 and the strategy, the overall security strategy of your network, right? Because that's where you're going to to get a lot of your um, malicious activity is, is going to be detected in logging outside of the AV and things like that. But uh, Thomas, I know as, as we were developing our enclave uh, in preparation for CMMC, this was a big topic of how we were going to tackle this. And it's a question we get often. If I'm doing a cloud service enclave, do I need to have logging? Can I do the logging, et cetera? So why don't, why don't you touch a little bit on how we kind of thought through our capabilities? Sure. So when we started looking at, at logging, you know, there's there's a couple of components that you really need to think about. One is you need to, you have to think about the individual systems or services that are, are part of your C, CUI enclave. Let's face it, you know, you're going to have probably laptops, desktops, servers. You probably have third-party systems or services that, that you utilize to support your operations from a security perspective, such as vulnerability management. You can even have cloud-based EDR or IPS or any of those other items. All of those, those systems and services generate logs. Uh, the configuration you know, it's either managed centrally or depending upon the application, you have to manage it locally or per service. But all of those, the logs that they're generating really speak to, um, first and foremost, the detective capabilities within your organization. Uh, and what I'm getting at with detective capabilities, and, and you may, you may kind of chuckle a little bit, Rob, when I mentioned this, because it's specific, honestly, to some of the CMMC components is those logs provide the ability to trace specific actions to either individuals, processes, or systems within your environment. Now, the, the challenge that a lot of folks have, and, and we had when we first started looking at this, is uh, another component of CMMC, which deals with log correlation and aggregation. Can the, can the scene come into the enclave? Should it be self-contained, you know, really, what are we going to do? So we had to answer those questions ourselves. And, and, you know, at, the, at that point in time, we decided to keep them separate just so we could have one self-contained within the enclave. That way there was no questions around what data, you know, was being pulled from the log files. Would any of that log file data have CUI in it? Usually the answer is no, but in some situations it, it could be maybe. Um, but the, those were some of the questions that we had to ask ourselves. And, and once you, you understand, you know, where all the various logs are coming from, 
that log correlation and aggregation piece is, is, is the other part that a lot of folks uh, struggle with. And, and, you know, the easiest way to solve it is with a seam or sim, however you want to, you know, pronounce it. However, the CMMC doesn't require that. If you want to, you can do it manually, but as an assessor, if, if you say you're doing it manually, you're going to have to provide evidence that you are doing it manually uh, to the assessor. I know that's something that I would, I would ask for if you told me that. If I can jump in, I mean, that's a great point. Obviously, the route that we took incurred additional, you know, finances, right? So that was an, it was an additional fee monthly on top of our cloud service provider. But again, you know, pointing back to the manual correlation piece, that was something we did not want to do, nor did we have the resources to tackle that. So for us, the investment of doing that in the Enclave was worthwhile. So for those organizations out there that really don't want to take that extra step and, and bifurcate it, you know, um, can they use, if they've already got an existing SIM solution or SIEM in, within their organization, can they leverage that for the Enclave and the CUI data? They, they can leverage it. Again, it's going to come down to what data is it accessing and, and what's contained in the log files. And, and the reason why I mentioned that is because depending upon the answer depends on how, how much it's going to be scrutinized when, when it comes to an assessment. Because it, you know, it's one thing if, you know, you're just looking at a, just say even an HR uh, application in your organization or an HR system versus you're looking at a, a system that is processing or, or producing or even storing CUI. Um, whatever, what's contained in those log files, for the most part, shouldn't be considered CUI. Um, however, you know, there, there's always that caveat that, you know, something gets picked up that you're not aware of. And now you're having to address it from an IR capacity versus accounting for it on the front end. Great point. And that's, that's again, one of the things that led to our decision, you know, to kind of utilize what was already up in the cloud environment, not just to keep it separated from the commercial side of our organization, but uh, just in case, you know, uh, the CUI somehow ends up in one of the logs. We definitely did not want that transferred onto the commercial side. So, Again, organizations out there just have to take a look internally and see what's best for you. You can utilize current SIMs that you have. You got to be cautious. Make sure you review the logs, as Thomas has said, you know, for CUI information, make sure it's not there. We didn't want to mess with any of that, so we just kept it separated. I know there are some organizations that are following that kind of methodology. Uh, so it's really entirely up to them. You know, one of the things that we can do to assist the clients, uh, we do have logging uh, monitoring capabilities that we can provide for organizations. Uh, we do have to keep in mind that if we are doing your certification, that's not a service that we can provide you <laughs> uh, because we don't want a conflict of interest. But you know, if, if that's an area that you need assistance with, uh, please contact us and let us know. Um, anything else on the logging capabilities Thomas? Sure. So, so just a couple other points for folks to, to kind of keep and, and be aware of. Not only do you, do you have to have evidence of these logs, but there's, there's other items that are, that are built into the CMMC model, NIST 800-171 and even NIST 853 around, okay, you're, you're collecting the logs, but now 
Can you produce reports off of them? You know, can you filter the results? Um, what's contained within the log files? Do you do you alert on you know logging failure? Uh, ensuring that whatever your capability is can address each of these individual items is something else that when you're when you're looking at either what you have currently or you know for organizations like ourselves, like you mentioned, where we can help you with that. Can you account for these individual components? Because, you know, just going back to what you were mentioning earlier about when we were going through our own journey, uh, you know, it, it wasn't logging, but, you know, we were looking at a, a different service to provide a different capability. And we thought the approval was there until literally the ninth hour and then found out they weren't approved to, to connect in. And so we had to pivot uh, really in a short amount of time. So please, you know, start asking yourself these questions now and start, you know, understanding what you do and do not have in place. Yeah, the other thing you need to do is, uh, you know, just a reminder is control who has access to the logs for reviewing, right? Um, and make sure that they cannot tamper with them uh, because typically you want timestamps with your logs for the audit capabilities that Dr. Graham has kind of mentioned here, so. Um, but again, if uh, organizations out there, you need assistance, please reach out to us. Uh, we can talk this strategy in depth. Uh, we can help you come up with a plan uh, for your logging capabilities. We can even assist you in monitoring your logs for you if your resources are limited. Uh, definitely don't try to tackle this on your own. Remember, we're here. Reach out to us if you need us. With that, thank you guys for your time, and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one, everyone.